let's close our eyes. Let's lift up our hands. Let's entreat him this morning. He's the king of glory. He's the great I am. He's the lovely Lord Jesus. Our dear heavenly father in this atmosphere. We indeed want to glorify the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Many today don't even know who you are, Lord. But a message has come to unveil this mighty God that has come in our generation. And so, Father, as we come to you this morning asking that you will meet every burden, every need, every care. Lord, those that are away on their holidays with family, we pray that you'll be the great one. That will attend their way. Watching over them and keeping them in your perfect will. Father, we're going to turn to the word now. And we're asking that you will take the book. Open it to us, Lord. How we need to have eyes out to see. We need ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Father, we've dedicated this day to you. Asking, Lord, that you will speak intimately, deeply. Sovereignly, individually, into every heart and life. Father, we commit the day to you, praying, God, that you will be magnified and glorified amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, choir. Thank you for fulfilling my desire to have that sung this morning. So, thank you, Brother Ryan. Thank you very much. Good morning. God bless you. You may have your seats for just a moment. It's nice to see everybody here this morning. Been away for a little bit and back and away next week again, but we know that the Lord has been watching over us. We're getting ready for camp. I heard that announcement this morning and I just about fell off my seat when I looked at the calendar earlier. It's only two weeks away. So we're looking for a blessed time. I've spoken to Brother Tim Pruitt and he's bringing along also Brother Timothy, his son, to share in the meetings. I called Brother Timothy before I left for the meetings in Denver, and I said, Brother Timothy, don't ever feel that you're just um, an extra wheel. I said, we've enjoyed your ministry, and especially our young people and our camps, our winter camps. Brother Timothy has spoken, and they've been a blessed time, a wonderful time. So we're looking forward to having them. And also Brother David Mayer from uh, France. He's going to be here speaking to us also um, on the following, on the pre-Sunday before camp. So I'm excited. I'm excited that uh, we have these precious brethren, men of God, to minister the Word of God. I bring um, greetings to you from Pastor Faustin Lukumwena from Denver. Uh, Brother Glenn Grunert was uh, with me, and I so appreciate what Brother Glenn has done and for me and for the church down there. It was quite a blessing. I told Brother Ed you'd be proud of a, a nice little lighthouse down in Denver. Blessed saints that love the Lord, love the message. And I had the privilege to minister alongside Brother Richard Dioka, pastor of Shekinah Tabernacle in Congo. He was there also, dedicating that church on, on the Sunday morning. We had a nice six-hour service. I'm preparing you. <laughs> when you get around people that can minister the word like that, no complaints over an hour, right? No complaints. It was a beautiful, beautiful time, blessed time. And then um, uh, the saints from the tabernacle 
and uh, they give you their loving greetings. Brother Neville from Washington, D.C. was there also. Brothers from France flew over. From the Congo, they flew over. It was quite a convocation. It was quite a gathering, and it was just uh, very special, wasn't it, Brother Glenn? Very special. So uh, Brother Daniel and Tash came down also, and that was great to see them. And uh, Brother um, Obed and Sister Angela Shimba, uh, they, they give their greetings, and it's always nice to see them. But I said to them, I said, I realize why you left. I said, if you couldn't be at, at uh, our assembly, you found a nice assembly, and they've added something to that assembly. So they wanted to be remembered also. So God bless you from Obed and Sister Angela. Amen. Well, we've got a whole Sunday today. We have a whole Sunday, and I know that sort of ceases people up, but I I won't take the whole Sunday, just the half of it. Jeremy, it's nice to see you, and Allison, God bless you. Nice to have you back, and we've prayed for you often. And we know of your loss, and and, uh, I know the Holy Spirit has been your comfort to you, and God bless you for that. We've missed you. God bless you. Amen. Some wonderful testimonies that have been coming through the church. And, and you know, I, I always am amazed. And we never give really the um, testimony of it. And Brother Bisco was giving us the testimony of Carolina, Caroline, that was here and, and in the hospital. And then a, a worker that worked for him, for her, and uh, his daughter having cancer. And God healed her from cancer. And I, you know, it's amazing that time can go on. And just as Brother Bisco was mentioning that, I remember when we were doing, um, we were taking some scuba diving lessons at my home. And I think we put 40 brothers through our house to do scuba dive. And Michael wanted to be a dive master. And Preston, uh, the fellow that was teaching us, he also had cancer. And it was our last session, I believe, and the brothers um, put a circle around him, prayed for him. And that cancer left him. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. It just seems the ones that you come by, they just grab a hold of that faith. And sometimes we, being here under the message and under the word, we don't do that. But we'll preach the word this morning, for faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. If he can do it for others, he can do it for you. If he's done it for others, he can do it for me. Amen. He's a wonder-working God. His wonders to perform. So I trust you're a wide awake, and we'll go to the Word. So why don't you stand, please? I'd like to um, speak on a little bit of a subject this morning, born from above. And uh, the reason why you're fighting so hard is that you are born from above. You know, Satan doesn't like it for you even to be in church this morning. And the Parazox are here from Alberta. God bless you. Nice to see you, Brother Joe, your dear wife. We've been in Poland together uh, years and years ago. And uh, Brother Joe will always have a soft spot in my heart. It was the weekend. It was the weekend of meetings that my son Samuel got the Holy Ghost. And Brother Harold, I believe, was preaching. And it was a blessed, blessed time, never to be forgotten. So God bless you, Brother Joe. Nice to have you here. Let's turn to... Uh, um, Scripture, please. I'll turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12. We'll be reading um, verse 25 to verse 29. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25 to verse 29. See ye that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Now this is very applicable to us. Very applicable. Whose voice then shook the earth, and now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifying, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things which are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom, now we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. This morning, I'd like to take a look at this thought of kingdom, born from above, born from another kingdom. We've come from God, as we've been preaching over the last little while, and we're going back to God. And we find out that then God, who is eternal, his thoughts are eternal, and the attribute or gene of God that was in him is eternal, and it can never end, because there's no beginning, there is no end. We've been a part of God And we're going back to God. So now we start to understand that, as Jesus said, I'd like you to turn to uh, St. John chapter 3. And this is, I think this is very, um, very important to look at. St. John chapter 3, where Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus. A lot of people learn the message. A lot of people learn the message. And they learn it. And it's just a matter of time when they leave the message. Because it's been learned. It's not been revelated. And I think that's why Brother Brown said in the Church Age book, we could never overemphasize revelation. Revelation is the key. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, hath revealed this to you. And it doesn't stop there. It says, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And the prophet said, that rock is revelation. So once you're founded on that rock, you cannot be shaken. People come and people go, but they've learned the message. But those that have a revelation... Of Christ in them. The hope of glory. They're unshakable. You might as well say amen. Because everything that can be shaken. Is being shaken right now. I just looked up. How many earthquakes. And everybody's got this on their mind. So I thought well. It's applicable to this morning. 
How many earthquakes has California had? Has anybody watched over it the last little while? They've had two major earthquakes in the last couple of weeks. Since the last earthquake, they've had 4,000 tremors. Before that, they had 1,000 tremors. That's 5,000. They say they have close to 10,000 a year, but in two months, they've had over 5,000. Can I take a little quote out of the rapture message? He said, now my last message in California, where I thought I'd never go back again, when I predicted Los Angeles will go beneath the sea. Now, just for those that think that, well, I'm just really going to get serious with God after California goes under. Let me tell you, those were in the ark. The door closed. Nobody after the door closed got into the ark. Many will get serious, but it's the time to get serious now. Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. It will. She's done. She'll go beneath the ocean. She's washed. She's finished. What's the hour? I don't know. But it will be sunk. Right after the earthquakes begin to jerk and bound. All that can be shaken will be shaken. So that which cannot be shaken shall remain. This is not a gospel of, of observance. I'm sorry, friends. It's not, I mean, we're not fulfilling our religious duties by coming to church on Sunday and, and Wednesday night. This is a calling. This is the Son of Man seeking the lost. As we've sung over the months and the past years, he came to me. This message sought you out, Brother Bram said in the rising of the sun. It's the resurrection that came by your way. These are important statements. Not to be learned, but to be experienced. Mount Vesuvius. Is starting to tremble. They've had four quakes in the past two or seven days. I'm sorry. I don't want to exaggerate here. I said two weeks. I was giving myself a plus and minus. And Brother Bram said, he said, Los Angeles, when it goes under, will be worse than the last days of Pompeii. And yet both L.A. and Mount Suvius, which is outside of Pompeii, are trembling now. I thought, that's interesting. I'm not putting a doctrine to it. But it's enough to raise your eyebrows. Hmm. What kind of shaking are we seeing today? What's happening? Just remember, he said, it's thus saith the Lord, she'll go beneath the ocean. Brother Bram said in choosing a bride, remember one day you'll be laying in the bottom of the sea, your great Honeycomb under you right now. The wrath of God is belching right beneath you. How much longer he will hold the sandbar hanging out over that. When that ocean out yonder, a mile deep will slide in there. That's thus saith the Lord, saints. So what kind of a time are we living in? It's a time to know who and where 
you've been born from. That we can say this world is not my home. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and asked him, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God for no man could do these miracles except God be with him. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see this kingdom. So then Brother Branham enlarges and says, the seeing isn't seeing it, it's understanding it. Knowing that God was going to revelate a people in their new birth, and that's why Brother Branham said, Christ the Mr. God revealed, that it's a personal revelation to you. And if that's what you're holding on to this morning and you know you've been born again by the blood of the Lamb and that's a personal revelation to you, there is nothing to fear. And that's why he said in the message, he said, now this message came to take the fear off the people. I'm not worried about, as Brother Biscoll preached years ago on Rahab, in Rahab's secret, Though the whole earthquake shook down the whole wall, she was safe under the promise. All I know, saints of God, is that there is a people that's going to be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. And I don't believe that we are here to experience an earthquake. But maybe we're going to experience a different kind of earthquake called a change in the body. And this earth is going to shake. And we'll be changed. What an hour. Again, it does not bring a sadness to me. It brings actually a joy to know we're living in the closing moments of time. And it's by grace you are saved through faith. And if you're here this morning and God's been dealing with your heart, you should be able to rejoice in the goodness of God. That he has called you in the closing moments of time. What an hour. Brother Bram said God's attributes will be manifested in his bride in that, this last age. He said what a picture. What a picture we have of Abraham going after Lot, his fallen brother. Now, I know that we have different um, types and shadows that we use. And, and Brother Branham uses Noah as those that go through a tribulation. He also types it as an election. And so then you can look at it differently. Brother Branham was emphasizing at this point, at a time when Abraham's faith was trying to be shaken. And there was a battle of kingdoms where five kings were out to take what was given to Abraham. He did not give up. He actually took the promise of God, made it substance, and went after what was his. At the clash of kingdoms, the kingdom of God had come to Abraham. And there were five kings that were out to take away what was his. Now, I'm trying to be very slow at this point. Because I want you to understand, there is another kingdom. And Brother Branham actually says there's only two kingdoms. Two kingdoms. Satan's kingdom and God's kingdom. Only two. So then you've got a warring going on and a great battle that's taking place. And it's out to try and take you down. 
Now, just, I just want to take this very slow and very easy right now. When Abraham went after Lot, Brother Bram said now, he says, it was a picture of the fallen race of Adam, where the enemy had us. But God came down and he sought us and went after us. Now watch, he says, oh, blessed thought of grace. Blessed thought of grace. Abraham, when his brother had fallen from grace, blessed thought of grace. His brother had fallen from grace in a backslidden condition. He'd heard that the world had caught him up, captured him, took him away to slaughter him. Abraham acted by the spirit of Christ. He came He armed his men. Now listen to this. He armed his men that were born in his household. And the scripture is very clear. It was 318. Not 17, not 19. 318 men. God knows exactly his number. So now he pursued him. Brother Bram said... All the way to Dan. And Dan is the uttermost part of Palestine. So he went from Dan to Beersheba. From one end to the other. A type of Christ. That the world had taken the fallen. And he pursued the enemy to the end. To receive back the fallen race of Adam. So here we're shaking times. And you might say, well, I've got a loved one that has been taken by this kingdom. Then your time is to be Abraham's seed and pursue your family. It's a clash of kingdoms. Can I ask you which kingdom prevailed? Come on, let's, let's stay with me. We're, this is morning now. We should be awake, right? Tell me which kingdom won. Whose kingdom? Did Abraham lose? Did he win? Now, does it record ever one being lost in battle? Hmm. So what are you afraid of? Go after your lost loved one. Go fight those kingdoms. But we sort of, you know, but Laodicea really has a nice effect, doesn't it? Lullabies us all to sleep. When there should be a fight within us going after lost fallen man of your own household. Come on. Your own household. We're preaching for your household. You have children. Believe for your children. Backslidden. Go after them. Brother Bram says, listen, he says, "Is, is it shaking times? It's shaking times. He said education is shaking. Not only is it shaking, it's perverted. Because in that shaking, saints, Satan uses that to shake, try and shake you. Whether you go through the educational system today and they're trying to preach to you lesbianism, gay rights, the whole LBQXTYZ, I don't even know the numbers. 
But it's an agenda that they have no, uh, no idea to back down. So they push it on you, but you're not allowed to push it back on them. So you start to see how the kingdom is being built to try and shake you from your position. Our position is the word of God. You must be born again. Period. The political system is shaking down. Brother Bram said it's shaking down. It's perverted. You're seeing it unfolding around the world. He said Asia is falling. Europe is falling. America is falling. Why? Saints of God. It hasn't been founded on the word of God. His servants that were of his own household got the same benefit as Abraham. You must understand this, saints. That's what Brother Bram said in a church age book. Under her mess, under the messenger of the age, you get the same benefit as he had. You're not prophet, but you get the same benefit. The Bible's still the same. So you're under the same benefit. They were circumcised. They believed in the promise. It was a perfect picture of Christ and his church. The Holy Spirit leading the faithful. That's born of the same house. The Holy Ghost where Christ was born. Pursuing after the wayward, the backslidden. And slaying every evil thing. He didn't say some things. Every evil thing. Slaying every evil thing that overcame them. It's the oncoming sin. And the laying aside of all the weight that besets us. Speaking to the people about their lust and things that they're doing. Cut it off. Cut the sickness away. Do the preaching of the gospel. Bringing it back to full fellowship with God. Whatever Satan has taken from you. You are under the promise of getting it back. So the the devil or this kingdom or Satan's Eden or the God of this evil age is out to do one thing to take away what is rightly yours. Do you understand that? So then if he's taken something away, shouldn't you be on the charge? Shouldn't you be on the offensive? Not the defensive, the offensive. Shouldn't you really be serious? Because if we can be changed in a moment in a twinkle in an eye, how do you know it's not this afternoon? How do you know it's not a minute from now? How do you know that this is your time to come? Your time. Brother Jokia used, uh, and I'll I'll paraphrase it, but I thought it was a, a, a great parable. And then the disciples said to Jesus, why do you speak in parables? Because he says they're not born of the kingdom because the mysteries of that kingdom are being revealed to you, not them. So Brother Branham also spoke in parables. And he spoke about, Brother Dioka took this little thought, and I'd written it down when I was down there. He said there was a little girl that went to Jeffersonville Tabernacle, Branham Tabernacle, And she was asked by a friend of hers, why don't you come and have fun and be with us in the party? And I love the answer and it spoke to me deeply. 
She said, looked at her and says, I could be like you in a moment, but you can't be like me in a moment. You could give it all up in a moment, but you can't be what I am in a moment. Why? We're being fashioned by the word of God. Don't give it up, saints. Fight for it. Fight for your land. Fight for your children. We get so Laodicean in our, well, if, if they're there, if they're gods, they'll come. Really? Is that your revelation of your family? Is that your revelation? But do we go pursue them? The Bible says that surely goodness and mercy shall follow after me all the days of my life. That follow is to pursue. Surely God's mercy and goodness will pursue me all the days of my life. Well, then if God is in us, shouldn't we pursue our loved ones? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't we, saints? Shouldn't there be something in us to say, give me my son. Years go by, but saints, there comes a moment when that revelation strikes you saying, Satan, that's my property. That's my child. God gave me that son. We're in a battle. You're, you're, now it's showing where you're born from. I've been born from above. And the captain of the Lord of hosts is my captain. Joshua went into battle because he knew that that land was his, given by God. And we sit back and say, well, years have gone by. Why not just say days have gone by, moments have gone by. I claim them now. Say, well, Brother Tom, if you've experienced it, I have. I have. And have we seen the victory of God? I have. And so we can take our experiences and we can, we can draw from them. No different than David could draw from his lion and bear to defeat Goliath. No different than Samson took the seven locks and said, those were victories under Jehovah. We got to be able to draw on those seven lock promises of our own. Go after the fallen. Oh boy, that was really exciting. Amen. I know there's some parents here that are just going through a real tough time right now. And there should be somebody on the edge of their seat say, I claim my son. She needs the Holy Ghost. He needs a real baptism. But oh, we'll let the preacher do it all. No, you start doing it. You start pulling on the gift. You let the word of God do its operation. Where is that kingdom? Can I ask you? If you're born from above from that heavenly kingdom, can I ask you, where is that kingdom? Where is the kingdom of God this morning? I'm I'm really trying to let you participate in this. I really am, saints. I really am. I don't want the blood of the people on my hands. I'm sorry. God gave you your children. You fight for them. Lot wasn't even Abraham's son. But he was a part of the promise. 
and he sure wasn't going to let five kings defile his inheritance. I might as well just maybe just lay it out like that because that's, I don't want you to take it like that. I want you to actually be charged. Where is the kingdom? Because, you know, sometimes I, I, I was noticing and have been noticing for a while. A lot of times the enthusiasm or the excitement is driven by who's speaking behind the pulpit rather than what's being happening in the pew. And then you ask what was being preached and they just, oh, it was just a good service. But we need it to be deposited down in us so that it's not the enthusiasm or excitement of who's being or who's preaching. But it's by the word of God that you can claim that promise because it's spiritual food in due season. So I'm going to ask you again this morning, where is the kingdom of God? Brother Branham said the kingdom of God is within you. Period. The kingdom of God is in you. The Bible said Jesus, the kingdom. We're not a denomination. He says in Christ the ministry of God revealed. We belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom is the word of God made spirit and life. Where? In your own life. So I, I've been reading Christ the mystery God revealed, you know, over the last four or five messages ministered. And you start to see, it just seems nuggets after nuggets after nuggets are laying there. And I asked you to read it maybe five times. And some did, and some chuckled because they thought, well, that's just Brother Tom's idea. I just know what it means to me. And I wasn't to, to scold you at all. That was to help and encourage you. But in, in rereading it and restudying it, and you start to see different various facets of God, you start to realize, saints of God, yes, I've come from God. I'm an attribute of God. And, and God couldn't even do this in the, in the great sphere that he lived in, in the great eternities that God is. He had to come down and reveal himself as a son, a son of man. And then we start to understand what God is. But in that great message, he said, the kingdom of God. And I start to think, the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is within you. So I said, it's within me. Said the Bible said, Jesus, the kingdom. He, we are not a denomination. We belong to a kingdom. And the kingdom is the word of God. Made spirit and life. In your own life. So you can't be dead. Because he's life. You have to be alive. If that kingdom's living in you, it can't be just mediocrity. It can't be just Laodicean. It can't be, say, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. No, sir. We've got a purpose in the call of God because that kingdom of God is in you. Now listen, bringing to pass, and this is why I'm, I'm just a little bit earnest this morning. Bringing to pass every promise in this day. You say, Brother Tom, I believe in healing. Then claim your healing. I bring to pass deliverance on your day. Let this word do your deliverance. But saints, it doesn't stop there. 
for an every day of your personal walk. Our promise for this day is a body change. The kingdom of God is in you for a reason. He said the word of God is made spirit and life in your own life. Bringing to pass every promise. Now, I'm, I'm, maybe for the young people that don't, don't just to say, well, this is not just for elders. This is for you. Just like that little girl said, I could be like you in a moment, but you can't be like me. This message, you've sat under this message for years. I don't care if you're 10, 12, 13, 15. Don't shut down. When we start talking about the promises of God for you in this day. You start applying it and say, Lord, where's my position that I can take that word of God and have it fulfilled in my area of my life? We've got ones that have graduated over the last couple of years. You are men and women now. You're not children living in your parents' home. Even though you might be living in your home, you're still not children. You're adults. And I, you know, and I, I really get offended when people start to say, the young people to 30 years old. That shakes my brain. I know what I was at 20. I know what I had to deal with at 20. I knew what it was to leave my family. I know what it was to forsake everything that I had at 20. At 20, saints. You're not children anymore. You are sons and daughters of God, bringing to pass the word of God for your day. Grow up. We coddle our children. We baby our children. But God doesn't. He calls you sons and daughters. I'll slow down again. So this life in you, is everybody listening to me? Everybody pay attention. I won't be long if you're not interested. I'll just go and preach it or throw it out there. I'll throw the net out. The kingdom is the word of God made spirit and life in your own life. That's why I, I don't understand. I, I see you. When I'm out of town, I'm on the internet. I'm looking at you. People with their hands in their pockets. Not even singing with the people. This is the house of praise. It is. Not even interested in what's being spoken. And I, I, it's incredible what that camera shows. And people say, oh, I got the victory. And they can't even say anything. They can't sing. Don't get offended in that. Because what I see, God's seen a long time ago. This is a house of God where you can let off the pressure, lift up your hands, open your mouth, glorify God. You might not be able to do it in front of your wife, but you can do it in front of the Lord. So now we're to bring to pass every promise of this day. As it did in that day when the word of God was one. And the word and God is one in his church today. And the word and God is one in his church today. It's the headship of the body that is redeemed to bring the message of the last day. And be taken up from the dead in the resurrection. Go back and restore again Adam and Eve in the beginning in the garden. The threefold mystery 
of God. Christ the message of God revealed. And now, the Christ in the church is just being made known. Christ in the church is just being made known. The whole thing is the revelation of God to take Eve back to her right position with her husband. And God is the husband of the church and the church is his bride. Amen. They're becoming one. What he is, I what you are, he is. <laughs> All right. There we're there. So now God was coming forth in this generation and he was giving us parables and he was showing us things, these mysteries to be known to you for such is the kingdom of God. So now you look at the different ways and different times people were healed. It's amazing. And, and I, I, I looked at this. I, I, I think I used this quote probably 20 years ago. Here was this little old woman. Brother Bram said she was a little old woman with crutches made out of broomsticks. She was trying to get somewhere. She got to where I was. And I let her come and she had a real wrinkled face, her hair hanging down, leather plaited in it. And when she finally got to me, she had arthritis. She was standing like that. And she looked up at me, the poor old thing. Tears running down her big wrinkles like that. She looked at me just so pitiful. Took one crutch in her hand. The other and handed them to me. Straightened up. And walked off the platform. Hallelujah. Think about it saints. Here she is with broomsticks. But she knowed if she could get to that word. Hallelujah. She knew if she could just get there. Everything would be alright. So then she came to Malachi 4. Hands her the broomsticks. Straightens up and walks off. Brother Bram said now that's all she needed. She had just simple faith. Wouldn't that be something if we said, if we walk through those doors? Yeah. Walk through those doors. Say, Lord, whatever I have need of, you'll meet my need this morning. But the Bram says, now, now he's talking about the kingdom coming. So in the seventh seal... He says, the kingdom of God is coming. So what he's saying in the seventh seal. And it's becoming more from negative to positive. As it has been now. That oughtn't to choke the people. So I understand where, where we're at. That oughtn't choke the people. He says it's come from justification to sanctification to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. See, we're just drawing to God all the time. So he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And now a prophet says in this generation, the kingdom of God is coming.
This man sitting here, this little fella from Norway, this is world falling apart. Do you believe God can cure your asthma? Make you well? If you do, God will make you well. Can I say this right now? How many have what your own personal need is? Do you believe you can be well? God will make you well. Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe you can be well? Do you believe for the salvation of your children? Do you believe God's the God of the impossible? Can he do it in a moment? Yes, he can. Hallelujah. He says, now you've got asthma. You're from Norway. You believe God can cure your asthma and make you well? You do. God will make you well. Why? All right. You can have it, sir. How simple was that? He didn't have to be touched. He didn't have to have nothing. He just was now saying it from the pulpit. You can have it, sir. Ah, do you believe? You can have it, sir. All right. You didn't know you even had that much faith. (laughs) Huh? He didn't know he had that much faith. Did you? Question. But the kingdom of God has come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God is coming now after the seventh seal. Here we are, 1963, the end of 63. He says, now the kingdom of God has come and we're sitting with Messiah. Marvelous, marvelous. But the kingdom of God has come and we're sitting with Messiah, God's Messiah. Why do you say it so, Messiah? Good question. Maybe some of you are asking the same thing. What is it, Brother Branham? The Bible said that the word of God is more powerful than any kingdom. Sharper than any two-edged sword. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the mind and the intents of the heart. The word of God is God's kingdom. Hallelujah. We receive a kingdom, a word that cannot be moved. Say amen. God gave you a message so that you could be an unshakable kingdom to show in this age you will not be moved. Where is that kingdom, Brother Tom? That kingdom is in me. That kingdom is in you. And you are sitting in heavenly places with Messiah. Hallelujah. You think I'm sitting in Bible way? No, I'm sitting with Messiah. I'm sitting with God present. Hallelujah. Then with God present, can you believe? Amen. It's God's kingdom. Hallelujah. We receive a kingdom that cannot be moved. Sister Shirley, you can't be moved if this word has been revelated to you. And that's why it's important, say, for you to start pulling on the minister that's ministering so your children can have a born-again experience. 
not learning the message and then falling away, but actually having a born-again experience so they can't be moved. Don't wait till they're 18, 19. You should be taking them in your arms at 9 and 10. Is Jesus dealing with you? Do you want to give your heart to Jesus? You need to be born again, son. It's good that you're born in our house, but you need your own experience. Not just pack them to church and grumble that you got to pick up all these diaper bags, books. I won't go there then. But we received a kingdom. Can't be moved. And where's that kingdom, Jay? It's in you. It's an immovable kingdom. We stand on thus saith the Lord and nothing's going to move us. Daniel 7 and 27. I'll read it. You don't need to turn. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the most high. Lord, let your kingdom come. Let it dwell in me. Not just a song, but a reality that the kingdom of God has come to dwell in a people. That's why he said in two kingdoms, in greatest battle ever fought, there's only two kingdoms. Now, do you know we've had wars and after wars and rumors of wars? If the earth stands, we'll have plenty more wars. But do you realize there's really only two powers in all the universe? Of all our differences between nations, differences with each other and everything, it all mounts up only to two powers. Two powers. There's only two powers. Only two kingdoms. Only two powers. And two kingdoms. He's emphasizing. I would say he's trying to say something. Only two powers. Two kingdoms. Two powers. Two kingdoms. God for you. Satan against you. Heaven's high. Hell's hot. All the rest. The little minor things are connected with either one of these powers. And those powers is God's power and Satan's power. So then there's only two realms. Truth, error. There's no gray area. Two kingdoms. Truth, error. Either the message is true or it's error. I want to say to you this morning, it's true. I believed it's true. And it's conquered kingdoms in my life. And it's conquered kingdoms in your life. It's taken away depression. It's taken away drugs. It's taken away alcohol. Illicit relationships. God's kingdom prevails. Thy kingdom come. Live in me. Where is the kingdom of God? He said, it's in you. Start pulling on the kingdom of God in you. Only two kingdoms, two powers, two kingdoms. All the rest are little minor things connected with either one of those powers. And those powers is God's power and Satan's power. We know where Satan ends in the lake of fire. But that's not the power that is affecting me. 
there's another power that is moving in my life. Another power. It's either controlled by the power of God. Are you listening? Two powers. Two powers. There's only two powers. It's either controlled by God's power. So what's the other power? Satan's power. Only two powers. So you're either living for God. Or Satan is trying to rob you from living for God. So we see there's the battle of the two powers taking place. Greatest greatest battle ever fought. We know that's in your mind. But now it's being battled by two kingdoms. Either the devil is winning or God's won in your life. We do do battle through the word of God. And if you're not born again, you're under Satan's power. But if you can just say, Lord, let me be influenced by the power of the kingdom of God. It will tear away Satan's power. Two powers. One's the power of life and the other's the power of death. Now he says again, there's only just two powers. Here we are sitting here. One or the other power is going to control us. One or the other is going to control us. So you can take your own inventory. You can take your own inventory. You can look within your own heart. And you can say, who is really taking control of my life? Am I letting Satan now run roughshod over me? Or am I allowing the kingdom of God to conquer that kingdom? It's one or the other. And I'll let me tell you something. Satan only mocks you. He mocks you like you can't do it. You know you can't do it. And yet the word of God is telling you, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. it. Sometimes parents get down desperate. And they get to say, thus far devil... No further. But for every family, that's a different line. My line might be closer to me and your line might be farther away, but you will get to that line. You will get there. One of the two powers is going to control us. So let's, he said, cast out that other power. Let's just cast it out and let's take our position. Hmm. Brother Tom, how do we get into that kingdom then? Well, Jesus said you must be born again. To even see or understand the kingdom of God. But Brother Bram goes on to say, he says this. He said, Lord Jesus, we praise you. O great king of glory. We received a kingdom that cannot be moved. But may your people, Lord, be healed, standing, magnifying your great name. Grant it, Lord. Have mercy on those people. We are grateful for this kingdom. For by one spirit 
Are we all baptized into that unmovable kingdom? And now our king is in the midst of us, vindicating his word for his last days. The same pillar of fire, the same Jesus Christ, the same signs, same life that was in him is in the church. We receive a kingdom. Goes on to say, he said, we've been raised with him. When we're raised up, we are resurrected in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God's within you. We have received a kingdom that cannot be shook or moved. That's the kingdom of God, not a system, not a political wheel, not a denomination, but a kingdom. Amen. And its subjects, hello subjects of this great kingdom, and its subjects are dead to the systems of this world. Hmm. So now you're finding out your placing in the kingdom. If the kingdom is in you. Then if you are a subject to this kingdom. A citizen of this kingdom. You have certain rights. Being of this kingdom. And its subjects then are dead to the systems of the world. Its subjects are dead to organizations. It's dead to the political systems. I personally don't care if Trump gets in. It's dead to me. Prime Minister Trudeau is dead to me. One Sodom, one's Gomorrah. One's Gomorrah, one Sodom. I don't care what you want to interchange. But that's this day. We are dead, he said, to these political systems. And I'm surprised how many people are rallying around Trump as Christian message believers. Do we really care? I made a statement one time, and boy, I I really got shot. I said he's a one-man wrecking crew. That's all I said, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Well, it depends on which political stance I guess you take. And, you know, some people think, well, he's great for the U.S. of America. He might be. But that's not my kingdom. And that's not your kingdom. My kingdom isn't Canada. My kingdom is heaven himself. And he's my king of this kingdom. And that king is living in me. And it's living in you to conquer these kingdoms. Little offshoots here, little offshoots there, little political, little education, a little bit of science. When Satan gets in anything, it's death. It's just plain ordinary death. Now, Brother Ram says, we are in a kingdom, sitting in heavenly places with the eternal king, enjoying eternal life. Now, I was going to actually play this on, 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 the, on the overhead or on the, on the speaker system. And I thought, man, one day I want to be able to preach like that. 
It is amazing. If you want to put it on when you get home, it's World Falling Apart, 63, 11, 15, paragraph 222. It's not pizza. This is manna. This is what you want to eat from. He's the king setting in heavenly places. We are sitting with the eternal king, with enjoying eternal life by the eternal word to an eternal heaven to forever be with him. Hallelujah. Living in the presence of the king. Oh, I love him. I'm so glad to be one of them. I'm glad to be dead in Christ, alive in the kingdom of God. This is not my home. We seek a kingdom. He's already in that kingdom. And we're looking for that king to come. And the king will quickly come to his kingdom. I say, Lord Jesus, thy kingdom come. Your will be done. We've received a kingdom that can't be moved. He said, America's falling. 1963, where are we? 2019. Europe is falling apart. Asia is falling apart. The whole world's falling. But we're in an eternal kingdom that cannot be moved. Hallelujah. He says, you there, lady. You're looking at me. With that black hat on. This is in, in world falling apart. He says, you're looking at me. He said, don't you know? <laughs> you're in a kingdom. You believe it? He said, the presence of the king. He says, you've just had a bowel trouble. That's right. Sister says, yes. And that's been bothering you. He says, forget it. You know, we pray over people, and we'll probably pray maybe two or three minutes or something like that. Brother Ram just said, forget it. <laughs> oh, God, take this demon from my sister. Forget it. You've had it, forget it, he says. Just forget it. He says, you're going to get well now. Why? She was sitting in the kingdom. Oh, we need to realize where we're sitting this morning. He says, you're going to get well now. Why? There's healing in the presence of the king in that kingdom. Hallelujah. For by his stripes we're healed. Oh, colored brother. Sitting over there at the end there with your hands up. Looking around trying to find me. You don't have to find me. But you found him. Don't look around the room. Look to Jesus. You're trying to find me. You found him. He said that tumor in your side. If you will believe with all your heart. God will take it out. Do you believe? God bless you. Amen. You're sitting in that kingdom. You're drawing benefits as citizens of that kingdom. Where do we come from? We've come from God. We're going back to God. We've been birthed in this kingdom. Hallelujah. And by faith, the Bible says, by faith, Noah being warned of God. Being warned of God of things not seen, yet moved with fear to the preparing of the ark. To the saving of his house. By the which he condemned the world. 
And he became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. I say Noah tapped into his place in God's kingdom. The Bible goes on to say then, in Genesis 6 and 8, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So I'd like to put there, Tom found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Michael found grace in the eyes of the Lord. David found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And by that, by faith now, you have looked to the unseen and have been moved by reverence, not fear of being afraid. You are moved by reverence to the preparing of an ark for your family, which is the word of God. What a promise that is. Can you turn to Colossians 1.12, please? Maybe a little different way of presenting the message this morning. Something I've been trying to just to lay some thoughts down. And burdens that we've been having. Especially for your loved ones and your families. We believe God sees each tear. Each prayer. And each burden. We are a family. We are a family. We're not just a bunch of islands that come together on Sunday and Wednesday and live a life to ourselves. I told Brother Jeremy, Jeremy, I hope you don't mind if I just say this. When Jeremy lost his father, it reminded so much of me that it could happen so quickly. And it wasn't something, a a two-minute prayer. It was days we prayed for the family. Days. Because we have a love for you. We have a burden for you. This world's not my home. You're my family. When one suffers, we all suffer. And then when one rejoices, I all rejoice. Thank God for the family of God here. I do. It gives me great joy, Nathan, to see you this morning come into church. What is it? You're part of me. You're part of my kingdom. Sometimes I do. I, I feel like I'm just too earnest. Forgive me for that. I feel I'm fighting the devil. Sometimes I feel like you're fighting it alone. But you're not fighting it alone. Amen. We're together on this. Amen. Trying to strengthen you in the faith. Amen. To encourage you in the word. That this message can do anything. Amen. Do anything. First Colossians 1 verse 12. Giving thanks unto unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom 
of his dear son. <laughs> Hallelujah. Satan once had us, but we were always God. He's showing by your salvation that the power of his word is greater than anything Satan can do to you. There's nothing he can't do in your life. He took and snatched you from the grip of Satan. And that should thrill your soul. That should thrill you. That should thrill every one of you. This is not the Eiffel Tower. This isn't the Leaning Tower of Pisa. This isn't Niagara Falls. This is way greater. You don't have to travel thousands of miles to see the sights. You're seeing Jesus and he is the sight. Amen. We need to lift him higher in our lives. Speak about him more. Glorify him more. He has translated you. Translated. I love this word us. That's inclusive. That means me and you. He has translated us. Paul saying to the Colossians. He's translated us. Into the kingdom. Of his dear son. Can I say what the. Can I read a little bit what the Greek says on this one. It says he's rescued us. He's drawn us to himself. From the dominion. Or kingdom of darkness. And has transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. I say to God be the glory. Great things he has done. God has literally moved you from darkness to light. From evil to purity. Amen. And that's the kingdom I want to live in. Amen. I want to beat that drinking devil down. I want to beat all unbelief out of here. Amen. We're not just coasting in life. People want to be coasters. People in the message. Got a nice little church. Saints, we're not a nice little church. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Just coast along. Go maybe on a Sunday if I feel like. Hop to another church. Go to another one. Saints, we're a committed people. We're committed to thus saith the Lord. I'm committed to what the message says. I'm committed to get it out. I'm committed to get my lost fallen brother. I'm committed to get your children. myself I wasn't going to do that but I am committed I got nothing else to commit to what to what he wants waste of time somewhere committed to your children why don't you get committed to your own you can barely get people hardly to come to camp to be a counselor or something say these are your children we're doing this for hours and hours and hours and hours are done people just Come if they want. Go if they want. The pastor's burden was for you. Family care. What's he trying to do? Trying to translate you 
from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. I'm sorry, but I'm burdened. I don't know. I don't know. I just know what we did as parents. God, my children. It was constant. It wasn't coasting. It's constant. We don't have my children. And what's heaven going to be like? Give me my son, Lord. Save him, oh God. I have a mother that just waited before God. Waited for God. Wait, what? It wasn't coasting. Coasting. It's storming. It's charging. Who hath delivered us or rescued us, drawn us from the dominion of darkness, from one kingdom, transferring us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Paul goes on to say, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. That's quite a message, just that one scripture in whom we have redemption. We've been brought back to what we were, what God had us in the thought, in his mind. All creation groaning for what? You know the scripture? It's groaning. Bodily life is groaning. The whole earth is groaning. They said they had, they got, they don't even understand. Birds are falling from the skies, blood in their mouths, thousands of them. Whales are beaching themselves. But it doesn't affect us. But it does because that's part of the nature groaning. The whole earth is being burnt up and scorched. We're seeing Bible being fulfilled and do we even understand that it's being fulfilled we got earthquakes happening wars everywhere and brother Branham called that the mechanical part that's the mechanical part the power of God changing lives is the dynamic part what we see is mechanical and that should affect you but it should be a mother that's thawing on her knees saying Lord get a hold of my children get a hold of my son and daughter my wife needs an experience yep coast yeah that's what Satan wants you to do coast just coast on on out here We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, in whom, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him, and what? For him. By him and for him. You were created for what? Him. I want you to say, I've been created for God. 
I have been created for God. Not my own little circle, my own little family. I have been created by God. To fulfill what he had in his mind for us now. I'm so proud of you, Nathan. We had that chance to talk at the graduation. Here you are graduating from your Bachelor of Science. Quietly sits there. But worked his brains out. And I can tell you, I'm sure you've been a testimony for God's glory. You don't know who you're affecting. But you are affecting people I could never get to. Or Brother Biscoll or Brother John. We couldn't get to them. But God's using you for you were created by him and for him. Not for yourself. Not in this selfie generation. You are created for him. To glorify him. To praise him. That's what this church needs, saints. We need to glorify the king of glory. Not a bunch of moss back. Lukewarm. Well, I don't like what he said, but I do like what he said. Saints, just worship him. Just glorify him. You tell Satan, you're on my kingdom now. I'm taking dominion now. The king is in his kingdom. King's in his kingdom now. I'm subject to that. That's why the Bible says, they that are led of his spirit, they are the sons of God, because we're subject to the king. It would do all of you good. Whether you do it here or in your room. Look in the mirror and go, Amen. Uh-huh. Not by your feelings. Because it's told to sacrifice of praise. If it was by your feelings, there would be no praises in here. But we give the sacrifice of praise. He is the king of glory. He created you by him and for him. If the angels praise him, what does the redeemed do? Hallelujah. Move you from darkness, Richard, to light. Crushed Satan. Crushed him. Crushed his head. So that you and I could be loosed. He sent this message to crush the devil's head. Uh huh. So I don't need this message. Well, I'll see how long you last. I'll see how long you last. And you'd never even make that statement if you were born again. Thy kingdom come. Come on, let that be on your lips this morning. Lord, thy kingdom come. And then Brother Bram turns around, world falling apart. His kingdom is here. His kingdom's here. And we are subjects of that kingdom. Because the king is living in me. Hallelujah. Glory. Have you received it? Have you received this kingdom? I want to, now I'm going to let you hold up your hand. Because now I'm watching. Have you received this kingdom? If you receive this kingdom, you're immovable. 
we cannot be moved. No party, no friends, no family could separate you from the love of God. No tribulation. Nothing. Nothing at all going to separate me. Amen. Why? I've been moved to another kingdom. I live in another kingdom. I walk in another kingdom. I speak in another kingdom. Hallelujah. He says, what makes you so different from this world? Are you ready? What makes you so different from this world? You're from above. (laughs) Hallelujah. What makes you so different from Laodicea? You're from above. Hallelujah. That's right. He said, if you're born again, you're from above. Hallelujah. You're a citizen of another kingdom because you're born from above. You believe it? That's what the Holy Ghost is to make you a citizen of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You can't lie to your wife. Now I'm really going to get home now. That didn't get an amen. I'll look over here. You can't lie to your husband. Oh, wow. Not one amen in both statements. Let that set in for a minute. Can't lie to your children. Not if you're from that kingdom. No, sir. He says it's the Holy Ghost that makes you a a citizen of that kingdom. And if you're a citizen of the kingdom, how do you act? How do you act? Don't get bound up on me up in the balcony either. Uh, Don't worry. I'm looking at all of you. You think you get high from me? If you're from that kingdom, you're going to act like you're from that kingdom. How many of us have spoken sharp to a friend or to our, our wives or husband? How many here have ever done that? Well, I'll put both hands up. Okay. And how quickly does the Holy Spirit come? Said you said that wrong. How do how do you think you can get by with it? Check whether you got the Holy Ghost. Maybe we should just end it right there. How do we know we're in that kingdom? We act like we're from that kingdom. We walk like we're from it. We talk like we're from that kingdom. Isn't he altogether lovely? He is altogether lovely. How would you act like God does in his kingdom? That's how you're going to act. Like God does in his kingdom. Now, what does God do in his kingdom? It's holiness. It's righteousness. That's why that little girl could say, I could be like you in a moment. But you can't be like me. You can't be like me. Because when you're born in that kingdom. When you're born in that kingdom. 
You're holy. I want to be holy. He says, you're holy. You're righteous. You have purity of mind. I hope this is helping you because it helped me a whole lot. You'll act love. Not bitterness. Not contempt for one another. You'll act love. You'll heal the sick. (laughs) Isn't that lovely? You're born into this kingdom for a purpose. You were created by him and for him. To show that we are now the sons and daughters of God. So now I'm reading this quote. And you can say, how do I act, Brother Tom? How am I supposed to act to my brother? You're to act holy. You're to act righteous. You're to act with pure thoughts. With a pure mind. And you're going to go out to the lost. You'll go healing the sick. You'll perform miracles. You'll do great things. (laughs) What a kingdom. What a kingdom. That's what you've been born. You said, I'm a citizen of that kingdom. I'm just reading what he does. You'll do. You'll do great things. You'll look crazy to the world. And they'll say, you guys are off your head. But you're a citizen of that kingdom. I say, to God be the glory. Let me act what that prophet said that he acts like. I want to act to one another like this also. You've been created by him, for him, for this kingdom. You have come to this kingdom for such a time as this. Hallelujah. I want the mothers to say amen. I want the daddies to say amen. I want the young people to say amen. We've been birthed into a kingdom for such a time as this. To talk holy. To be righteous. To have a pure thought. To have a pure mind. To heal the sick. To perform miracles. To do great things. It should not be something that is abnormal. It should be something that's normal. This is normal. Verily, verily, John fourteen twelve. Verily, verily, I say unto, put your name there, Eli. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Eli. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall you do, and greater works... Then these shall you do. Because I go to the Father. And whatsoever you ask in my name. Is that just for the pastor? For the ministry? That's for all of us. And whatsoever Tom asks. Mark asks. Jason asks. Whatsoever you ask in my name. 
That will I do. That the Father may be glorified in His sons. Father, glorify Thy Son so Thy Son shall glorify Thee. Brother Bram said, and rise again the sun. We're not here to glorify ourselves. We're here to glorify the King of glory. Hallelujah. We do this in the name of Jesus. And every demon has to flee. Daddies, take control of your home. Don't let Satan in your land. That's your dominion. That's your kingdom. Don't pat him on the back. Don't say you can live around this. You stand for Christ. Amen. Then I'll close on this. Musicians, why don't you come? But if you're in that kingdom and you're a subject of that kingdom, you'll be loyal citizens. Loyal. That's one thing you don't find nowadays. People loyal. Stand with you if they're thick and thin. Nope. Little problem rises, they leave the church. Speak bad of the church. Speak bad of one another. That's not loyal. That's not even Christian. People say, oh, I'm a Christian church. You're not a Christian church. People, they're under the guise of something. Deception of their own mind. You're either living the word or you're not living the word. And if you're not living the word, that's another kingdom. I'm sorry. The prophet said two kingdoms. Two kingdoms. But if you're a subject of this kingdom, you'll be loyal. Loyal. I just got a couple of lines here for you. If you're a loyal citizen, some people aren't loyal to you. They're loyal to the need of you. I, I want you to think on these these things. You say, well, that person's loyal to me. And in 10 years, they're gone. 15 years, they're gone. No, they're not loyal to you. They're loyal to the need of you. As long as you can fulfill their needs, they're loyal to you. Once their needs change, so does their loyalty. And you can say amen whether you like it or not. That's true. Loyalty is not gray. You're either loyal completely or not loyal at all. People have to understand. You can't be loyal only when it serves you. You'll find out real quick who's really loyal. Loyal. I got accused of being loyal to a fault. I didn't know there was a fault in loyalty. But apparently the one person that wasn't loyal found the fault of it. There's something wrong with your character if opportunity controls your loyalty. I wish I could just put this on a banner. Loyalty is about people who stay true to you. Even behind your back. Oh boy, that's a bomb. 
Trust is earned. Respect is given. Loyalty is demonstrated. Betrayal of any one of those is to lose all three of them. Are you born again? If you're born again, Brother Bram says, if you're born again, it indeed means you're born from above. Again, he says it means from above. I guess you know that, see. To be born again means to be birthed from above. Now you'll see, you you can study it if you want to in the lexicon. A birth, that's from above. Because you are been born here now to be born again. To be born from up here. To be born again. Then that kingdom is so much higher than this kingdom. So much greater than this kingdom. To this kingdom is foolish. It's foolish to us. Foolish. When the king is on the throne in you in that kingdom. This world just grows so strangely dim. Satan throws it out because that's his kingdom. To turn you away from the kingdom of God that's in you. But to those that are born from above, this world just starts looking foolish. And it's not our home. I'm just a passing through. May God bless you. May God bless you. May you strive to be, like Brother Branham said, born in that kingdom. Be love to your brothers. Be pure. Be righteous. Cast out devils. Do miracles. Show that you've been born from above. And may God confirm it within your life. And saints, I'm sorry if I come across strong. I just want you to know I've done this in love this morning. I love you. I just want all that God has for you so that you can see you've passed from one kingdom to another. There's so much more to attain to. Don't look at the world to fulfill it. That's a kingdom that now it's foolish to us. I want to be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. Be like Jesus, oh, to be like Jesus on earth I long to be like
to be like if that's your prayer why don't you stand to your feet oh to be kingdom to kingdom this morning. Maybe you want to move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And the Holy Spirit's here to move you. He really is. He's here to move you from unbelief to believing. From darkness to light. And you just want to say, I want to move kingdoms. Brother Tom, I want to move kingdoms this morning. I've been too caught up in this earthly kingdom. I want to move to another kingdom. Jesus. So that I can act like Jesus. That I can be like Jesus. I can love like Jesus. I can have purity like Jesus. I can have the righteousness of Jesus. If that's your prayer, if that's just your prayer, maybe there's somebody that just said, Brother Tom, I've been trapped. I've been trapped. I don't want to be trapped no more. Shaking's going on. One time there's going to be one shake too many and we're going to be gone. But where will you be this morning when the Holy Spirit's trying to move you from one kingdom to another? You say, oh, there's lots of time. There's not lots of time. There's not lots of time. Today is the day of your salvation. You want to lift your hands way high say, Lord, move me. Let me be birthed from above. Let this message become life to me, Lord. Lord, with my hands lifted up, I want to be like you so bad, Lord. You are such a great example to us, Father. Then you had a mature son come in this generation, Lord. And I look at that prophet and I say, I fall so short. I want to be like it. I want to live like it, Lord. Jesus, 
if there's one here that just wants to move from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light Lord you can do it right in their heart right at this very moment it doesn't have to be a big show it just has to be a willing heart say Lord forgive me of my sin save my soul let the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse me from all sin Lord I accept your sacrifice of Calvary I accept you as my Savior my God and my Lord Jesus save the lost this morning Father may some of us just look on this kingdom Lord and let it become more foolish to us not being enamored by what the trinkets of Satan throws let us get caught up and get carried away in this glorious unveiling of your word Lord would you bless your people Lord I just tried to do what I could do just take the word pass the veil let the Holy Spirit minister to each and every one Lord save deliver set free those that are bound I don't know why they've been bound for so long Lord I do not know when they can be so happy so full of joy it seems Lord it's just so hard God you can deal you can deliver and you can set free Father I'm committing every heart I'm committing my life to you afresh move us Lord to what you have in mind for us Lord May this church ever be on fire for the things of God. May we not just settle back to be a nice little church, but let us, Lord, have the fire of the Holy Ghost burning within our souls. Let the lukewarmness leave. Let the fire of God be kindled. I ask in Jesus' name, Lord. With my hands lifted up, And my mouth filled with praise With a Oh, I'm so thankful
him love him don't let your heart get hard this morning let the tenderness of his presence just let him loosen and mold it heavenly father once again we find ourselves worshiping you the true and living God we want to praise you we want to love you we want to worship you the house of praise is the house of worship we want to do our part Lord you've done your part we want to do our part hallelujah let the beauty beauty of Jesus be seen in me let the beauty of Christ be seen in one another Lord beautiful Christ king of my life We lift up your name. We thank you for a message that's come, Lord. It's equipping a people to realize her position and who she is in Christ Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to the Lamb. It's that last song. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Let